welcome to Unshaken. I'm your host, Julie Van Warmer, and this is a podcast of the Women of the Word Ministry of Christ the Word Church. Just outside of Toledo, Ohio, which is in the heart of the Midwest, we're located about an hour south of Detroit, a couple hours north of Columbus, Ohio. It's a nice little plain place to live. Hey, uh, I'm really glad you're joining us today for today's episode. It's episode five in season five. And I just want to remind you to subscribe uh, to our podcast at your local podcast directory, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen. And you can also stream us on Spotify, which is great. Lots of options for you. Hey, don't forget, you can also reach out to me at unshakenpsalm622 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Uh, I love to hear when people tell me how a episode has helped them or encouraged them. I also would love to hear your ideas for future episodes. It's really great to get some feedback from all of you, my fabulous listeners. Okay, so today we're going to start with a little history lesson. If you've listened for a while, you know I love history. Do you ever want to escape from something? Well, like a long car ride with a group of little kids or a stack of dishes in your sink, or maybe a pile of papers on your desk, or the dreaded dental work that needs to be done. Probably we all want to escape from something at some point in our lives. So I want to start today by sharing a few pieces of history, all with the same theme, escapism. So let's start with one that is a very famous uh, person for playing with our brain. He's an illusionist. So here we go. In Pittsburgh on November 16th, 1916, 20,000 people gathered outside the now famous Sun Building to see the world's most famous escape artist. Two muscular attendants from the Mayview Hospital for the Insane cinched Harry Houdini into a straitjacket. You probably knew who I was talking about, didn't you? He urged them to pull the canvas and leather as tight as they could around him, the way they would for their most dangerous patients. Houdini was then tied and hung by his feet, 50 feet above the pavement. Within three minutes, he was free of his straitjacket and lowered onto the platform below, after performing one of the most greatest escapes of his lifetime. How about an escape artist in crime? Hey, one of my most intriguing stories that I read ever about a crime story was the story that happened at the Alcatraz prison. So in the Alcatraz escape on June 11, 1962, American criminals, brothers John and Clarence Anglin, and Frank Morris escaped Alcatraz Federal Penitentiary on Alcatraz Island using an inflatable raft, and they were never seen again. It was never determined by the FBI whether they had actually succeeded in their escape or if they actually died in their attempt. And you can probably make a guess yourself. Uh, What's most interesting to me is I watched a documentary on this one time and I realized those men sat in their their, uh, prison cells for hours and they chipped away the wall plaster to make a hole that they were going to crawl through. I am so not a patient person like that. That's crazy. Okay, now lastly, I have one more favorite escape. My daughter actually wrote a whole report on this particular person and the way they escaped from a very, very evil and horrible situation was very interesting. It's one of my favorite times in history, not because of what happened to this woman and others like her, but because of the bravery of the people of this day. And you probably have guessed I'm talking about Harriet Tubman. In 1849, Harriet Tubman escaped from her owners in Maryland and trekked more than 500 miles to freedom in Canada. During her journey, Tubman was in danger of capture 
and almost certain death that she had she been caught. Instead of hiding in safety in Canada, she repeatedly returned to the slave states over the next 10 years, helping more than 300 slaves to escape via the Underground Railroad. She was so successful at leading slaves to safety that she became known as the Moses of her people, which brings me to a great biblical escape when Moses led all the Israelites out of Egypt and through the desert as he kept them going and away from the Egyptians who were going to keep them in captivity. Okay, so you might be thinking, why are you telling us all these little pieces of history about escapism? Well, I think it's good to think about, and I think it's good to start to talk about that because that's actually the topic of our podcast today. We're going to be talking about escaping. Now, I'm not talking about escaping from prison or from a straitjacket or even a plantation owner, but we're going to talk about how often we as women want to escape from the reality that we're in. So we're going to talk about all kinds of things with this, how we can, how we tend to escape, uh, maybe some of the specifics, and how we can actually live in our present reality for God's glory. I brought a good friend of mine on to chit-chat today, so I'm really excited to introduce her to you. Uh, this is Wendy Folk, and Wendy has actually been on here before a couple of different ways. We've heard her, her recorded talks, and also we've interviewed her on a few things. I'm really glad you're with us. You're here with us today, Wendy. Thanks, Julie, for having me. It's good to be back on here with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. And I guess I always start out with some kind of question to start okay. off. So are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your day. You know, what does your day get filled with? Well, my days are typically filled with taking care of my home, and that includes taking care of my family. And and also, in addition to that, um, I work on staff at our church, and so um, I get to do a lot of ministry work. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I uh, on a typical day or week or month, I'm spending time with my adult kids, my daughters-in-law, my granddaughter, uh, my parents, my friends. My days just get really filled up with a lot of people, oh, which yeah. is... <laughs> Wonderful. I love that. I love people too. Okay. So that makes me think if you have a lot of people, probably you have people in and out of your home too. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah. So what is your very best tip for hosting? Because we just got done with a podcast in season four okay. all about hospitality. Yes. So I'm always looking for fun tips. So what is the best tip you have? Well, I think as your kids get older and you get involved with a lot more activities, you might think that you don't have the ability to invite somebody over for dinner. And so then you just don't ask. And so one of the things that we realized was that because of my daughter's ballet schedule, our Friday nights were typically taken up uh, with later ballet. And so instead of just saying, well, we can never have anybody over on Friday nights, okay. we decided that we were going to just ask people to come over a little bit later in the evening for just dessert. Oh. And so what we do is we invite people over, we have dessert together, we usually play a game or we just visit. Yeah. And um, that has really become one of my favorite ways to, um, you know, just be hospitable. Yeah. That's and a fun one because you can, I mean, I sometimes get focused so much on the meal. It's fun to make a really fun dessert. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then it lessens your cost in general, yeah. which isn't what we always want to do, but sometimes it helps. And also, I think what you just said to me is you can focus more on the people. Right. Because I think that that really is the, the main idea. Um, also, you just don't want to give up being hospitable and generous with, with your resources and with your time and with all of that just because you're also very busy. Sure. That's a good point. Not just our money resources, right. but our time. Yeah. Right. So it's important. Well, that's really, that's a great tip. I love it. So Wendy, we are going to be talking today about how you and I, or other women, sometimes want to escape from our current reality. 
and how we can live where God's put us in our current, our current spot. Sometimes some days are much easier, they're more enjoyable, more fun, and sometimes we really desire to have a diversion and get away from those days, right? So um, let's start by asking some of those foundational questions, like what actually is escapism and why is it something that we as women need to be aware of? I think that this is a, a word that we don't often define or really know what it is. You know, as I was giving it some thought um, before coming here with you today, I wondered why do we escape? Right. You know, or where do we escape to? Or how do we escape? And when do we typically escape? You know, right. those That's are all good, kind of yeah. components of escapism. Yeah. You know, I love questions. Yeah. So those are good yeah. ones. Yeah. <laughs> it just gives you some thought. Um, I think that escapism has the component of not doing the work that we've been given to do. Uh, you know, it's more than being lazy though. Like this is an actual purposeful decision that I'm going to do something else instead mm. of the given responsibilities that I have. Mm. And escapism is typically a repetitive negative behavior. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And why do I think we need to be aware of escapism? Well, I think first and foremost, because it is a sin. Yeah. I think this is one of those like respectable words that you can say um, that makes you think that it's okay, you know, right. to kind of delve into escapism. But it really is a sin because it indulges our flesh hmm. instead of obeying God. Hmm. So, you know, we may be turning from what we've been given to do and turning towards something else in its place. And that's usually something that's easier, yeah. something that's more quickly satisfying. More fun. And yeah, something that really just pleases our flesh. Yeah. But escapism isn't just turning from work that needs to be done. I mean, it could be that we're escaping from situations or from people. Yes. Or maybe we're escaping from dealing with truth or you know real issues that need to be dealt with. Or even maybe we're escaping from our emotional problems. Yeah. But I think we need to be aware that escapism is different from choosing to enjoy an afternoon of fun with people outside or, you know, watching a movie with your family on Friday nights or even drinking a glass of wine, you know, with your meal or, or right. otherwise. Um, you know, these are all things that are perfectly acceptable. But if we go to these things at the wrong time or yeah. too much of the time, then they can become a form of escapism. Hmm. So I'm not really mm. answering your question with a nice, easy, you know, yeah. um, definition. It's not an easy, oh, that's escapism. Don't do it anymore. Right. There isn't a hard line. No, but it's more of a concept that we need God to examine our hearts and mm. help us to discern where we may be escaping and, you know, why that's happening. Yeah, that's really interesting because um, you are absolutely right that it isn't, there isn't really like a, you know, a clear cut list somewhere of these are the things you do when you're escaping and these are the things that are not escaping. Because honestly, I think we're going to talk today about a lot of ideas of things. Right. And some of them are fine. Right. Like they may be fine for different people. Mm -hmm. Let's put it that way. Like something might be fine for you and me, it might be sin. And mm -hmm. it's just crossing over. It's where our heart is. Mm -hmm. So since we're talking about the heart, let's go back to what the Bible says. Like what does the Bible actually say about escapism? If it even says anything. Well, I don't think the word escapism is probably explicitly in the Bible, but I do believe that God has something to say about it. Yeah. Okay. So when we escape um, from doing the work that we've been given to do, I'm reminded of Ephesians 2.10, and this is what that verse says. For we are his, God's, workmanship, 
created in Christ mm. Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Mm. So, you know, God has given us specific works that we are to do each of our days. Yep. Um, and so, you know, for instance, in my life, he's given me a home to manage. He's given me a marriage to invest in. He's given me children to raise. Right. And um, as you know, Julie, those are hard things sometimes. Yes. You know, I mean, I love my husband. I love my kids. I love my home. And I am thankful to be home with them. But housework is repetitive. Yes, and, it is. And sometimes it can actually be unrewarding. Okay, I just thought about that yesterday <laughs> when I was doing dishes again. I know. I mean, you, you make a bed, yep. then you sleep in it yep. and you mess it up. Or you clean your kitchen and then it's time yep. to make dinner yes. and you mess it up. Um, but really, honestly, relationships uh, with those who are closest to us can really sometimes be hard. They can yeah. be ouchy, yeah. you know? Yes. Um, and, and sometimes when we are in times of conflict, it can be tempting to escape. Yeah. So, um, you know, instead of cleaning the dishes again, um, or instead of asking my family to forgive me for maybe an angry outburst, or even taking time to work out an issue with a friend yep. or understanding my children's hearts, it might just be easier to binge on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I think it's true that it's all about what's easy, right? Yeah. And we have yeah. to really think about that. Yeah. So escapism could be about, you know, not doing the work we're supposed to do. I think also the Bible, I think God speaks of this when he calls us to have contentment in him. Um, except escapism can occur when we are discontent with our lives or, you know, with the situations that God has given us. Right. Um, so, you know, if you're in a situation at work, that's maybe difficult or you're in conflict with someone, you might escape through your thoughts. You know, you might just right. check out of the situation. Yep. Um, or maybe you're going through a tough time and, um, I'm, I'm talking like this is a really huge trial and, we may be tempted to escape into depression hmm. or um, into drugs or alcohol. Sure. So, sure. and that happens all over. Absolutely. In churches. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, escapism could be about avoiding work, or it could be about being discontent. But I think the Bible also speaks to this um, by when when it mentions that we need to die to ourselves. Mm. And I think that we can escape from giving up our rights or uh, giving up our comfort for the sake of Christ. Yeah. We can go into a form of escapism. Um, so like, let me give you, give you an example. Okay. Um, a common theme that, that's in my head when I'm escaping from something like this is you deserve this. Ah, uh, that's yeah. like what the world says. Yeah. I think that might've even been a, uh, a local or a big fast food restaurant. Right. Right. <laughs> slogan. Slogan. So like if I'm eating my troubles away, I just, you know, I assure myself that I deserve this, this cookie yeah. or this bag of chips or, you know, like if I'm scrolling endlessly through Facebook, I can tell myself I deserve this downtime, sure. you sure. know, and our world is affirming that right. all over, right. for sure. Right. Okay, so what are some of the, you gave us a couple of ideas, but what are some of the common ways that women escape? Well, I think, you know, we've talked about food a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I am not a big exercise fanatic, but I have gone through times in my life where exercise became very important to me, but I, I'm not sure I escaped through it, but I know yeah. that that's a huge yes, way for people to escape. That. Yeah. I think also um, novels. Oh, Yes. You know, reading, I think reading is great. It's here we go. Here's where there's not a hard, fast right. line because well, with all of those things, reading, so far, right. Yeah. Reading is really good. I mean, every mm -hmm. teacher out there would say read, yeah. read all summer, but 
it can cross over. It depends well, on what yeah, you are mean. we escaping from or, time with our husbands? Yeah. Are we escaping um, from the housework that's and supposed to might, be done the next day? We might even be because reading, we stay up so late, <laughs> right? Or we might even be reading a really good book on doctrine, or a yeah. really good book that's a book that teaches us how to be a good woman. But if we are escaping into that all the time and not dealing with the things in front of us, yeah, right. that's interesting. Right. Okay, what are some other things? Oh, I, I think that we can escape through work, through play. Um, I talked about Netflix, you know, yeah, anything like that. That's a big one. Um, you know, it's, it's not uh, uncommon to hear of women escaping to alcohol, mm, even prescription yes. medication, um, because life is hard or even yeah. boring. Yeah. And, and interestingly, I think most people wouldn't think about women escaping through porn, mm. but that is becoming more and more uh, prevalent, yeah. uh, more and more a woman's issue, just as it is a, a man's issue. Yeah. Perhaps with, uh, we can talk more about all of these later, a little sure. bit more specifically, sure. but um, particularly as you just mentioned that one, I think with the availability of the internet and screens... Um, that might be where porn hits in there for right. women, right. you know, and it may not be the same as men. So we'll, right. we'll talk more about that. Sure. Um, okay. So, um, have you ever escaped from your current reality? For sure. <laughs> I call them little mental vacations that ah. I go on. Oh, where... Now, isn't that funny how we make a, a nice <laughs> That's true. way to That's say true. it? We That's rename true. it. So... And, and really, honestly, my mental vacations aren't always sin. You know, yeah. they, they can be just a really nice memory of places Absolutely. that I've been before. But, um, but I can't stay in my imagination. Yeah. You know, escaping is when I'm staying in my imagination as opposed to returning to real life and, you know, just dealing sure. with my real life responsibilities responsibilities and my real life people, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, but I think that I often escape when I'm tired or, you know, when I don't know what I'm supposed to, or yeah, like if I don't know what I'm supposed to do at a certain time, I can just sort of escape. And, yeah. um, so those sorts of things can happen through looking at my phone. That just tends to be my go-to escapism. It's probably most women's go-to yeah, if you've got yeah. a cell phone. Um, you know, I've also obviously binged on Netflix or read novels like you've talked about. Um, one of the ways that I have escaped when I have been like in a time of depression, um, is I just go to my room. Mm. So I don't have to interact with other people or I, if I'm in a public place like church, if mm. I'm feeling like I need to escape from my emotional issues or my trials, I'll leave church early. I won't, I, I'll, I'll, I'll avoid talking with other people, mm. you know, and really having real life conversations. I have done that yeah. before too. It's a sad thing. Yeah. I know that I have struggled in my life at times. One thing that happened to me was when COVID hit and we were all mm -hmm. quarantined, mm -hmm. I kind of built some bad patterns. Okay. I think yeah. patterns are a part of this escapism right, thing. Right. Because I think what happened to me is I was home. Mm -hmm. My family was all home. And I started to, at the end of the day, which I never did this before, I started to watch something mm -hmm. every single night mm -hmm. on my little mini iPad that I actually record all these things on, I would just, and it wasn't like they were bad things, right? but it, and the, the time I would start going up there maybe at 930 and I'd watch an hour show, which is fine. Again, it's mm -hmm. not wrong. Mm -hmm. None of them were bad, but what was happening is I was losing conversation with my husband mm -hmm. and I was mentally exhausted from being home all day in the same house with all my family. So I thought I approved it in my brain. Mm -hmm. Like, this is okay. This is like, we would say the world would say me time. Mm -hmm. And I also would find myself, my kids would come to the door 
and knock on the door. You know, like they couldn't just come in. They didn't feel comfortable. So I knew there was something. And I've worked to get out of that habit. Mm -hmm. But it's not easy because I think escapism is habits we build. Yeah, repetitive negative behavior. And so somebody might be listening to this and thinking, oh, well, I do that. Is that sin? Right. And, um, And I think that... Uh, you know, I hope to draw this out a little bit later, but this is really, again, this is about you and God knowing when he is convicting you of something that's repetitive and negative versus something that you are just enjoying and that you are not sinning or you are not um, being convicted by the Holy Spirit because it's okay to have that freedom to do what you might be doing. You really have to discern that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and that is actually what happened. I I really felt like the Lord was convicting me last, like a summer ago, like in 2020, that mm-hmm. I had spent too much time watching things. And again, none of them were bad. Most but it of them was were becoming history documentaries. In, but it was becoming <laughs> indulgent for it you. It was. And okay. it was becoming that my family was getting pushed out. Yeah. And that's when I said, okay, I see what you're, I understand to the Lord and I'm going to switch it. And so yeah. that was hard, yeah. but it is a, it is work. And I remember what I did is I talked to my husband about it and he had seen it, but he could have said something to me, but my heart might have been hard to it. Mm-hmm. So it was good that good that the Lord convicted me that I responded, that mm-hmm. he gave me a soft heart to good. fix it. So anyway, um, so is it, so that kind of leads me to, you know, maybe someone out there, as you just mentioned, might be able to do that. Is it okay to escape yeah. from our reality, you know, and do some of these things? Like I'm thinking about times when, um, when I was an overwhelmed as a young mom, or I was dealing with like some kind of challenging circumstances, mm-hmm. uh, it's so much more fun to just sit and watch a movie and binge on popcorn. Yeah. So what do you think? <laughs> oh, well, I think that as human beings, we want to have a checklist of, is this, is yes. this okay to do? I and is this not checklist. okay to do? Wendy, or... I have colored pens <laughs> to check off every list. I love colored pens too, but the answer to your question is not as simple. Yes, that's escapism or no, or yes, that's okay to escape from your current reality or no, it's not. Um, and so, like I said, we just really need to do heart searching. Mm. Um, in Psalm 139, King David, at the very end of the Psalm, he asked God to search his heart and to show him any wicked ways that were in his heart so that he could be led instead into the everlasting Mm. way. And so that's the kind of thing that we need to do. We need to ask God, am I escaping from reality? You know, ask that uh, what seems to be a simple question, but can really be hard because that may yeah. mean that we need to change our ways. Yes, so yes. am I escaping from reality? Am I escaping from the work and from the people that you've given me? Am I depending on something else to give me satisfaction mm. instead of depending on God alone for that satisfaction? Yeah. So I think when you have a tender relationship with God, which is what you were talking about how you were convicted and and soft enough to respond. You know, when you have that tender relationship with God, then his Holy Spirit will convict you if you're escaping. Um, I do think it's important not to be guilty about everything. Yes. You know? Yes, I understand that. I think that's Satan just stealing your joy when you really do have the freedom to watch a movie or yep. or to read a novel, you know? But be tender so that when the Holy Spirit um, should convict you, you know, by reminding you of your responsibilities, you can return to real life and you can set aside the fun stuff for the appropriate time right, and, right. and place. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, next week, we're going to talk with Sarah Dasone. Sarah Desson and I um, are going to record an episode all about the idea of 
legalism, sure. which is really interesting because yes. this makes me think of what you're saying. Right. It's really easy for us to maybe put some some hard lines. We always want to-do lists. Yes. We always want hard to lines. Check off yes or no. And to keep everything in a little box. Mm -hmm. And this is an example that you cannot be legalistic about escapism, which sounds really weird, yeah. but you really do have to have a heart check. Right. From what you're saying, it has to be a personal work in your heart, a questioning kind of self-evaluation and prayer. Right. Like, God evaluation, like, am I, you know, what's going on in my heart? Where yeah. am I doing this? Right. And that's really important. You know, is this um, a new sin, like escapism? Like, did biblical people really deal with this? I mean, it feels like it's pretty big right now. Mm -hmm. Well, Ecclesiastes tells us that there's nothing new under the sun. So escapism is not new. But at the same time, um, it's kind of a tough question to answer because there were certain things that weren't around in the sure. times of the word. So, yeah. um, uh, you know, modern day escapism like TV or our phones or that sort mm -hmm. of thing. You know, uh, biblical people didn't have to deal with yeah. cell phones. <laughs> right. But I do have an example from the Bible that I think could, we could use as a principle. Um, so many people know the story of the um, sisters, Mary and Martha. Oh, and, yes. And how they were welcoming Jesus into their yeah. home. And um, so Mary and Martha were sisters. They lived together and they were friends with Jesus. And he was coming to visit their home one day. And of course, when people come to visit, there's work to be done. Yep. And Martha Lots. was on it. I mean, Martha was doing the work. She was cleaning the house. She was preparing yep. the meal. And of course, that's you and me. You know, right. this is what God has given us to do. Um, and so we need to do them. But the key principle in the story is that the most important work to be done is actually drawing near to Jesus. Right. And so mm. in our lives, are we keeping him first? You know, of course I need to clean my house and of course I need to feed my family and my guests. But how many times do I wake up in my days and I just start working around the house because I know there's so much work to be done. And because I do that, I end up forsaking my time in the word or in prayer because I'm worried I'm not going to get everything done. Mm. Um, and so, mm. um, you know, this is true too. If you live, if you work outside of the home, um, we can just wake up go right to work, do our work, and then let time with the Lord just be kind of relegated to when we're exhausted at the end of the day. Right. Or maybe this is true when we're serving others or working at church. Mm. You know, whatever work it is that we're doing, are we doing that first and foremost or and, and ending up forsaking time with Jesus? Mm, that is really interesting. I think it's really critical that we are mindful not to escape from our intimacy with Jesus through our work. Hmm, that's interesting. I never really thought about escaping into my work. Right. But I, I actually, as you've talked, I think I've done that yes. multiple times. I think this is very common because it really, it really tends to look good. It looks yes. very productive and efficient and even holy if we're looking at it from, um, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like I was just thinking, I love to have a tidy house. Yes. And have to, things cleaned up and my dishes done. And that is so much easier for me to do than having a hard conversation with one of my kids right. or sitting down, you know, and doing other things or, or spending time with the Lord. Well, I can tend to just not want to be quiet in my heart or in my mind. And so to sit down and read the word and really listen to the Lord through prayer, that causes me to stop yeah. doing. And when I know there's so much to be done around me, 
Yeah. It sometimes is just easier to do those things because you feel like that automatic accomplishment. Sure. And that feels good. And so, you know, I think that's really how I discern though, that whole principle of mm-hmm. your heart, right? That's really how I discern if I'm escaping or not. You know, am I enjoying this Netflix show because I finished my work and, and now I'm, I'm watching in moderation, you know, or am I watching this Netflix show because my basement is a mess, it's overwhelming, or my kids are undisciplined and I just can't right Right. Right. (laughs) now. Um, I think those are questions to ask, you know, am I, am I, another example, am I drinking this alcohol, Mm -hmm. you know, because I'm enjoying it with my husband and I'm doing it in moderation. Or am I drinking this alcohol because I do not want to deal with this hard thing in my life or right. um, the, the pain that I'm constantly feeling, you know, is that why I'm doing it? That's, mm. that's escapism. Those are really good questions. Yeah. Yeah. Really the key is, is we need to ask ourselves why we need to yeah. ask ourselves why we're doing what we're doing and, and we need to, um, realize that if we're trying to handle any of our issues apart from Christ, then this is escapism. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's really where your line is drawn. Right. I just want to be clear though. Martha's housework was what she chose to focus on instead of choosing to focus on Christ. Mm. Okay. So she was the power behind all that work she was doing, not depending on Christ's power. Um, and, and it's really interesting because in that passage in the word, Jesus summarized the whole scenario by observing that, Martha was worried and troubled about many things. And I can relate to that. Me too. (laughs) But he said that one thing was needed and that Mary had chosen that one thing and it wouldn't be taken away from her. Hmm. Mary chose to focus on Christ. Right. You know, I know that many people who are listening and you and I, Julie, are troubled and worried about uh, many things. And our response is often to escape from those worries and troubles. But I just want to encourage us all to choose as Mary chose, Mm. that we need to focus instead on Christ because He is our escape. Wow. That's an interesting play on words. Yeah, He is our escape. And so let me me tell you, this verse in 1 Corinthians really kind of says it like it is. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape Escape. that you may be able to bear it. Mm. So no matter what temptation we face, no matter what difficult or overwhelming thing or even boring thing that we're facing, God is our escape. Mm. And he gives us all that we need um, because he is the one who is our strength. Right. You know, um, that's interesting. That verse that you just shared from first Corinthians, I memorized that yes. at summer camp when I was a yeah. little girl. Yeah. So as you, and then we re-memorized it as probably, a church, yeah, a as a church ago. a yeah. few years ago. And it's interesting that comes up to me oftentimes. Yes. I love the idea that, that it says in there that God will make a way of escape. Yes. And obviously that's him. Yes. But when we are tempted, I, I think that's great. I also love that you use that little 
three-letter word, why? Mm -hmm. uh, that's just a great question to ask ourselves regarding whether we are escaping or not. You know, I might ask myself, why am I sitting here watching a show? And my answers are going to vary. Maybe right. it's because I don't want to do the work that's in front of me. And right. maybe I don't want to go talk to my husband. Maybe I'm deep down inside actually unforgiving of him for some reason. And right. I don't want to do it. So I'm just going to escape. Or maybe I'm just sitting there watching Andy Griffith with my boys because they love it. And we are laughing again at the pickle episode. <laughs> and if you are listening, you know, if you are a watcher, of Andy Griffith, you know the pickle episode, okay? So Aunt B cannot make pickles, so I know. Um, but honestly, the reality is it, we do have to ask ourselves that question right. all the time. Right. Why it's am I doing this? Very helpful to ask why. Yeah. Okay, there are just some really good, big, broad like principles, what you just shared. They're just big, broad principles. There's not like a, a system for escapism, right. right? Like we have to look at it and always be, it's not something we're gonna ever arrive to. Mm -hmm. We, I think our escapism situations will always change too. Well, and that's because we live by faith, we live in a relationship that's alive and active with Christ. And, and again, it's not a checklist. Yeah. It's not, okay, God said never to do this. There are some things that God says do not do. Right. There are some things that God says do. Right. And so we must obey Him in those things. Yep. In the other areas, there is freedom to to ask, you know, why am I doing this? What's my motivation? And and with that um, is discernment to sure. either continue doing that or to stop. Right. And also, uh, we're going to talk a lot about this in the episode coming up next week on legalism, okay. which is really good. Yes. We're going to talk a little bit about how we as women need to be on our own uh, sanctification journey yes, and not be poking around at other people's because that and not that we can't encourage someone to follow God, but sometimes, you know, maybe a glass of wine is going to bother somebody in some way, you know, and so we need to be aware of how that's going to work. Okay, so earlier we brainstormed some specific topics. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk a little bit about those um, and talk about maybe some practical ways we could fight escaping into these things, okay? And again, repeating that maybe this is something that's not an issue for you, right? but it's good to kind of talk through. So let's start with food. Well, I think that, you know, practically speaking, um, some of the things that I'm going to say can certainly um, pertain to all of the things that sure. we brainstormed. Yeah. You know, like for instance, if you are feeling convicted about um, your use of alcohol or, um, you know, when you're watching TV or, you know, Netflix or something like that, or uh, maybe the amount of books that you're reading, um, you know, first of all, that is God's kindness that he would even bring yes. that um, that realization to you. And so confess that sin, you know, as sin, confess whatever you're escaping into um, as sin. Mm -hmm. And the neat thing is, is that in 1 John 1, 9, God says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just mm -hmm. to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so that is a great first step. Mm -hmm. um, again, that's, that's and, applicable for all yeah. of the things that we might escape into. Confess your sin. Yeah. Um, and then I would say pray and ask God to just give you a real hatred for that. You know, as we said earlier, escapism is a negative, repetitive behavior. So you're really going to have to ask God to give you a hatred for that um, so that you're not, uh, you know, wooed back into whatever right. it is that's right. become habitual, you know. And there might be some boundaries you put. Right. Like right. if you are trying to escape from watching Netflix, maybe you take it off your 
phone. Yeah, I call that crisis mode. So like for instance, if you are struggling with your phone, if you're struggling with you know um, Netflix, like you said, um, do things in the here and now that are gonna help yep. you later. Like maybe you do need to cancel that subscription. Yeah, that's maybe, not gonna solve it. It's not gonna solve it. That's crisis mode, yeah. that's right. Um, you know, but, but while God is working on your yep. heart to give you more of a taste for him, as opposed right. to that thing that you're escaping into, yeah. that can be really helpful not to have to constantly be tempted by it. Again, yep. that may be the very way of escape that God is giving you yep. so that you're not tempted by it. Um, now, can we say no more food if we're, right. if we're escaping into overeating or escaping into anorexia? You know, right. we, we can't, we can't, um, we can't say no to food. We can't so, say no to our work uh, at home or outside right. of the home. And, you know, there are things that we can't say no to. Um, so I think sometimes we just really need to get help from a trusted friend who's just going to be faithfully there in your life, helping you to reset your priorities, mm. you know, yep. and obey God and not fall back into those escapism traps again. If overeating is your escape from your problems, right. then, you know, you are still going to have to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner tomorrow. Right. But Absolutely. you can have that friend who is helping you, right. um, praying with you, living life with you, and, yeah. and helping you to um, just really depend on God sure. um, instead of uh, depending on um, eating your troubles away. Yeah. And that is... A process. Yes. That's a, yes. a process situation. It's not a light switch. Right. So right. it's not going to be fixed. None of these are going to be able to be fixed in a yeah. you know a quick moment. There. So you're going to need someone to come alongside of you. That's such a sweetness of our walk of faith, though, because yeah. God in that process draws near to us, and we draw near to yeah. Him, and and it is um, that is very sweet. Um, I do think that confession praying and getting help, living life with yep. a friend um, who is going to help you grow. Um, those are really the biggest ways to escape, um, to fight escapism, to escape escapism. escapism. That's hilarious. There you <laughs> yes, go. Yes. Yes. Well, that is just a lot of really good encouragement. Like those are just really practical things. I think as we think about those things that we had on the list there, it's really good to think, okay, um, we need to kind of think through. Maybe that list is to use, we use that list of food or novels or work and hobbies, maybe, you know, prescription drugs if that's an issue for you or, or maybe non-prescription drugs. Um, what do you call those? Narcotics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe narcotics or alcohol are an issue. Right. But it's good to kind of process through them and ask ourselves some questions about them as we go through. Yeah. And use those practical tips and I, that you just gave about confessing, mm -hmm. being quick to confess and repent, right? Mm -hmm. Turn right, from it right. and pray. That's yes. like such a, oh man, simple thing we can do every day, any day, all the time. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we try to fight these things ourselves. Right. right. But um, that's really good. Thank you. Those are well, really good and, ideas. And even saying that right then just made me think about how we do try to fight our issues ourselves. And in doing that, it's overwhelming. Yeah. And so we escape. And we never win. Yeah. Never and so win. we want to escape from them. Yeah. But really God is calling us to reach out to him yeah. and he will bear that heavy burden. Yes. Yeah. That's good. That's great. That was great. Great practical things because 
honestly, this is something that every woman listening has dealt with at some point. I cannot imagine that there's any woman. Actually, if you are telling me out in the listening audience there that you are not dealing with escapism in some way, that's where you're going to have to start and ask yourselves, where Mm -hmm. am I fighting this? Because I think every woman struggles with it at different points. It's all going to look different. And, you know, maybe uh, another final encouragement today is let's Let's make this something we talk about so women are comfortable to say, hey, I'm struggling with this issue. I, I'm struggling with alcoholism. Mm-hmm. I, I keep going back to it when I'm by myself or I, I've started drinking earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. I drink every day. Whatever. Let's make it be something we have in our casual conversation so that women are comfortable to say, hey, I need help. Right. Because if we are not talking about it, women do not, they feel like they're isolated. And that is exactly what, you know, what makes them feel like they can't fight it. Well, and that's exactly um, what perpetuates escapism. Yes. To be isolated. Yes. And to, yes, I agree with you, which is why I think I dealt with some of that during COVID because right. we were isolated. Right. Because we had to be. Um, so, hey, it's so great to have you on today. I'm, I'm glad you came. Thanks for having me, Julie. I, I think that what you're doing with Unshaken is a real blessing to uh, not only our church at Christ the Word, but many women who are listening. And I'm really appreciative of that. Yeah, it's fun. When I was a little girl, I just really wanted to be a radio host. So <laughs> this I, is your chance. It's my chance. It's, I'm living out my dream. Dreams over here in my bedroom with my iPad. There you go. Hey, don't forget to listen to next week's episode, which is going to be all about the topic of legalism. And I think it's going to be great. I've got Sarah Disone coming on. And don't forget to catch all of our mom to mom special bonus episodes every week, along with our regularly scheduled episode, we're dropping a special mom to mom episode. So you are going to want to catch those every single week. Remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress, because of God. Until next time.